often people get post-purchase emails. In that email, you could message, hey, we would love it if you would upload a piece of content to us. If you do, you could get rewarded with XYZ. Community is really anyone that you're engaging with on a regular basis. So it could be your customers, it could be your employees. 82% of customers trust user-generated content even more than influencer marketing. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about how to systematize user-generated content that activates authentic community. It's a brilliant episode. You do not want to miss it. Do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or fourfold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hello, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunne Campbell, and this is the e-commerce podcast dedicated to rapid growth in the direct-to-consumer selling space. So if you work in marketing at an e-commerce business or a founder, I'm going to help you sell more directly to your customers. Each week on this podcast, I interview an expert, a founder at a direct-to-consumer e-commerce business or representative from a best-in-class e-commerce SaaS product, and we're focused in helping you improve e-commerce growth metrics such as your conversions, your average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately your sales. The remit is to help you sell more directly to your customers sustainably. Now, in today's episode, before I actually go on today's episode, I want you to tell me how Black Friday panned out. You know, how how has Q4 been thus far? As we wrap up the year, you know, just to tell us, you know, how, how, how has, uh, I'll be very curious to, to know, um, you can reach out to me on Twitter on the handle Kune Campbell to, to let me know just how things are going, um, this year thus far. It'd be very, very interesting. I might actually even send out a survey, you know, via, via email. If you're subscribed to our email list, um, if you're not, um, just go to 2xecommerce.com and just look for the email sign up button there and try and sign up so we we have a conversation and take this conversation beyond this podcast. Now, um, today's episode, when the opportunity um, you know arrived on my desk to to interview this gentleman called Adam Donbush, I just jumped at it because he is more around user generated content, and if you really think about where we are um, in e commerce right now. 
they are pretty much there's pretty much one lever in fully in your control when it comes to performance marketing on like the Facebook advertising platform and even TikTok or any other social advertising platform. And that one lever, I'll say besides YouTube, I'm going to talk about YouTube on another sort of episode, but, but that lever is really your creatives because um, we are, we've been starved essentially from, from data. Um, so a lot of what you see on your dashboard and on Facebook um, is wrong. A lot of the data you see on your Facebook advertising dashboard is wrong. And um, a, a, the only thing you really have control over, because targeting is an issue, um, uh, the only thing you have control over in your Facebook advertising, full control, 100% you know, um, control are your creatives. And when it comes to creatives, you have brand generated creatives, which is what you device, you know, you, you create a script, you have footage, you put it together, you have creator generated content. Um, it used to be called influ influencer generated content. I prefer to, to, to frame it as creator generated content, um, using, you know, creators to, to, to put together content. Um, that has worked, you know, organically with high engagement. And then there's also user generated content. So that's like the triad, three kinds of content you use in your creatives. And um, what Adam does is he runs a platform called Entribe. And what they do is they systematize the generation of user-generated content. He's an ex-GoPro executive, um, senior, quite senior. And um, he he led them in many of their marketing efforts. And he's put this, he's, he's based out in San Francisco and he's put together this pretty much um, robust platform. It's for several industries, not necessarily just retail. Um, and it's tailored towards generating user, see, I, I used generating user-generated content. It's, it's tailored towards just producing as much user-generated content through automation. Um, it has a CRM at, at, at the heart of Soul, in its, in its heart. Um, but beyond that, um, it is, it, it uses pretty much email and SMS and sequences, pre-defined sequences to, 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 to enable you get as much user-generated content in which you could use in your performance advertising, in which you could use for social proof, in which you could use, you could probably use for reviews um, in order to convince potential customers who are sitting on the fence and not really sure as to whether to use your brand or not great combo um and just want to say something you know i just want to give you a bit of an intro about him adam donbush is a digital media executive with 20 plus years of experience in building domestic and international businesses he's built scalable content communities for gopro current tv and tribeca film jaman access 360 media stars and core and ripe digital not finding any scalable CRM solution for creator communities, he decided to build Entribe, that's E-N-T-R-I-B-E, -E, the SaaS platform for user-generated content. Great conversation. I, 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 I love this conversation because Adam was full of energy, you know, and he was full of facts. He's, he knows his stuff. So um, this is this this one I thoroughly enjoyed. We also talked about community, you know, the, the, you know what is community? How do you define community? Thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, enjoy this episode. You 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 will enjoy it. Uh, before you, um, you you listen to this, you just hear 
um, from one or two of our sponsors, listen to them, they support us. And yeah, I shall see you on the other side. Thank you for listening. Cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Nun, and Chobbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Cloudways has become the hosting platform of choice for thousands of e-commerce merchants, SMBs, and agencies around the globe. Why? Well, there's a high-performing custom stack, top-notch security, the choice between five cloud solution providers, ease of scalability, affordable pricing plans, and so much more. Cloudways also offers support for all PHP-based applications like Magento, WooCommerce, WordPress, Laravel, and other. Experience an unbeatable managed cloud hosting experience with Cloudways today. For $20 free hosting credit, use the coupon code BOOSTMAG. That's B-O-O-S-T-M-A-G. That's BOOSTMAG. Moving dreams forward, Cloudways. Hey, Adam, it's a pleasure to have you on the 2X e-commerce podcast show. Thank you so much for having me. This is great fun. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, could you take uh, a minute or or two to just introduce, you know, yourself, you know, um, and, and we'll take it from there. Sure, absolutely. So I came from a digital media background, everything from television to film, Tribeca film, stars and encore entertainment. But my last stop was GoPro, where I started the media company at GoPro. And at GoPro, we had amazing influencers like Sean White, Kelly Slater, capturing life's most ambitious and inspirational content. But what really helped build our GoPro brand was the user-generated content that my team acquired, distributed, and really engaged with the community. And in the first year, we acquired 250,000 pieces of authentic user-generated content. And that's really what built the GoPro brand coming up to our IPO and even a couple of years after that. And about five years ago, I left because I realized that any brand should be able to do what GoPro did, but we needed a tech solution to solve for that. Interesting, interesting. Um, what was life, you know, in GoPro prior to 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 to, to N Tribe? Um, just, I'm just fascinated. What was the the work? What was what's working culture like there? It was really amazing, and it, I'm sure it still is. I still connect with several of my friends back there. Um, you know, it was a group of passionate people. Ca- really passionate about capturing life's most meaningful moments and showcasing them for the world. So it wasn't as much about the camera. I mean, it was amazing camera, great tech specs, almost indestructible, but it was really about what people were doing with the camera. That was really what we're passionate about. Even every week we would take a little bit of time to live it, love it, eat it, and go take our own cameras and go capture some of our most meaningful moments in our life. So we really embraced that culture of you don't have to be the most amazing surfer or the most amazing skier to capture amazing content. You could just capture your kid on a bicycle for the first time or go on your own 
motorcycle ride and really capture something meaningful that you want to share with your friends and family. And that's really what helps sell the brand. Super fascinating. So it was about selling experiences. And so, so when you, when you started the gig, what was that the remit or did you have to develop it with, with the team? I'm just trying to, to get into like the founder's mindset was, was it, was it top down in terms of, look, we sell experiences or, um, did the marketing team sort of, you know, come up with, with that angle, which pretty much connects with the product. When Nick started GoPro, it was a camera on his wrist on a surfboard. But when he turned the camera around and started filming himself doing the experience is when he had that aha moment. And so it was really that you could capture yourself in that amazing moment, and then you could share it with everybody else. And so that's when we realized everyone should be able to do this. Let's teach them how to do it. So we started really engaging with our community and showing them how they could turn that camera around and start filming themselves in that moment. And that's really when the brand took off. Interesting, interesting. Okay. And then N-Tribe, you know, so so enter N-Tribe. So you, how did you sort of, why did you found, you know, why was N-Tribe founded? What were the early days like? You know, well, at GoPro, we got really good at engaging with our community, but it's incredibly labor intensive and it's incredibly time consuming. We had 50 people on my team managing six different departments, everything from engaging the community, acquiring the content, managing the licensing rights, rewarding the community. And that's too cumbersome for most brands. But what I realized is if you built a tech stack and streamline the workflows, any brand should be able to do this with one marketer a couple hours a week. And so that's what I set out to do about five years ago, and we did it. And so um, it took me about two years to build it. And ever since then, we've been building on, bringing on customers from all different walks of life, every different vertical. It's really amazing to see what they're doing with our platform. Fascinating. So did you build this, um, did you build it as a platform agnostic tool, e-commerce platform agnostic tool, or did you build it specifically for a platform like Shopify? Um, actually, we built it for non-e-commerce platforms. So the, some e-commerce tools use us. We really okay. built it for other brands that were having a harder time really connecting with their customers, not through social media. So, so brick-and-mortar stores, um, universities, sports teams and leagues, um, even, re even retail stores themselves. So we have um, Circle K as a customer, and you know they're a convenience store. They don't connect with people through social media. But we wanted to up the engagement level that people are having through social media, as well as drive more product sales. And really what it comes down to is how do you engage with your authentic community and really make them part of your brand and make them feel the love. Okay, so you 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 brought in two concepts. I really want to sort of you know jump just get into first is retail, mm -hmm. which I'm trying to get my hand around with um, UGC and retail, and the other is community. So let's start out with retail. Um, could you break down what how to generate UGC, which is user generated content for you know um, some of you who don't know UGC for retail? How how would you sort of map that, um, you know, um, that journey out? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I walk into a retail store, I buy my stuff. Um, say it's a Nike store, I buy buy my my trainers, and I'm at the checkout, and I go. Um, how how do you get me to to post about you know the shoes I just purchased from from Nike? It's a great question. So every brand is a little bit different, but generally speaking, there's touch points where you're already touching the consumer. So what we like to say is encourage them at every single touch point with the same messaging of please share your content with us. And you can either share it through social media or you can directly upload it through our widgets into the, your 
content management tool, which is a much more secure and rights cleared way of doing it than social media. But social media is good as well. So the touch points that you're referring to is at the point of checkout. I mean, you just mentioned several. So at the point of checkout, you could have a QR code. When you're, when you're actually making the purchase, it could be on the back of the receipt. It could be in the product bag. It actually could be on the product in certain circumstances of how you encourage them. At a lot of retailers, you're also capturing email addresses, sometimes phone numbers. You can remind them, hey, thanks so much for your purchase. Often people get post-purchase emails. In that email, you could message, hey, we would love it if you would upload a piece of content to us. If you do, you could get rewarded with XYZ. And that really could be up to the brand how they reward. It could be just social media credit, or it could be a coupon code, e um, gift card, cash reward, whatever that brand wants to reward with. And there's different best practices for how you use the content. Right, very streamlined. So, so I take it that this is more or less a CRM or a single customer view. Your so is is this more like an omni-channel? Because you're talking about touch points here, so it's more like an omni-channel um, CRM. Is, is is that right? 100%. Yep. We actually yeah. call ourselves CRM for UGC because you're really managing your content, your creators, and you're really, these are your marketing department. So you're managing your community in one place. And that's really what our tool does is it manages the community through content, through rewards, and there's lots of different touch points. But the more that you can make them part of your internal community, the more they can become part of your marketing department. And that's really what's resonating with customers these days. It's not the you know, ads on Facebook as much. It's more their friends and family referring them to their products. Okay, so does your platform sync up with um, existing CDPs or CRMs or, you know, even e-commerce platforms? Absolutely. We plug into many of the existing platforms, including social media. We plug into everything from Instagram down to TikTok. Okay, okay, makes makes sense. And then the second, um, you know, point um, I, I really wanted to touch on, based on, on your, your your prior um, answer, was was community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of um, confusion, or um, there are different views, shall I say, um, on on what community is. Um, so a lot of our listeners in this podcast are, you know, um, e-commerce operators um, or e-commerce teams, um, retail teams, essentially. Um, how how would you define how 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 should a an e tailor you know um, define community from from your point of view? It's a great question. Yeah, we get this all the time. So community is really anyone that you're engaging with on a regular basis. So it could be your customers, it could be your employees. We have universities, so in that case, it can be their um, their students, their alumni, their faculty. We just had an astroturf company sign up, and this is an interesting one. So I thought, how would an astroturf company ever have a community? But they actually do because they've got the football players and coaches that are on that astroturf every single day. Whether they know who they are or not, they can still activate them through their customers. So, I'll give you an example: this astroturf company has everything from. NFL stadiums down to high school fields. And so they can reach out to those high school fields and they, the high schools themselves, and they can activate the coaches and the and the players and say, Hey, take some great pictures of you on our AstroTurf, share it with us and we can reward you. So that is a harder way to find your community, but it's possible. And especially if you have the right training and tips, it's actually not that hard. Yeah, so you have like your primary customers and then you have your, your, your secondary customers who, you know, um, are the reason why your primary actually purchased it, you know, in, exactly. in that, in that and respect. If you have an e-commerce store, it's great. People are driving directly to your e-commerce store and there's ways of activating them there, but you have to get them there. So how do you get them there? You have to find them out in the digital wild 
or you have to find them in a retail or brick and mortar like location to drive them there. And there's very clear touch points of how you can do that and activations. Yeah, because the reason I'm asking is, um, you, know, you know, some people have said, you know, build your community via, via um, email or SMS. And, and for me, I, I think, you know, those are really personal channels. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, um, you're having conversations with them one-on-one, but when I'm part of a community, you know, I, I'd like to see Sarah here, James, Hakeem, you know, it's, it's, it's a sense of being part of, you know, a group of people bigger than yourself, you know, a collection of people. So you know, how do you sort of drive that impression of collectivity, um, uh, you know, on, online, you know, from, from that perspective? And when that happens, I think, I really do think that um, there's a sense of well-being, you know, it almost becomes like a, you know, a religious, uh, like, like pretty much a, almost like a court, but but not a court in, in that sense, in a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have people congregating around that product. You know, you have Reddit groups, you know, um, all coming to talk about your product. You know, you, you have communities actually coming together, you know, um, without you actually putting them together. How how do you build that court-like um you know, movement, you know, um, I, I know there are many touch points that you could have touch points from a point of view of um, the product itself, the utility of the product itself, but, you know, just the, the feelings that it evokes. But, but um, from, from your perspective, how do you really build that um, that level of community around your Well, product? it's a great question. And, you know, the buzzword these days is meta, right? So obviously people are getting into the metaverse and it, the real definition of metaverse is how much of your life are you spending in this digital wild? How much are you actually interacting with people through digital platforms rather than in person? And so, you know, there's lots of ways to engage through forums, et cetera, which we encourage through our platform. And we help customers and employees and anyone in your community really exchange with each other. But more than that, it's exchanging authentic content. So photos and videos, how do you show people what you're doing and encourage others to do the same thing? And so that's really what we're trying to do is connect not only one-on-one with the customer, but have those customers connect with each other. And telling those authentic stories really drives that. And then it also pulls you out of the meta into the real, because then you can have events and social engagements and drive people to those places that you want to have them interact, whether it's in a Nike store or it's at a concert or another event that either you are putting on or maybe one of your partners is putting on that you're sponsoring. Absolutely. And I do think from an e-commerce standpoint, this is kind of like the missing link for many e-commerce brands um, just because, you know, they don't have like a physical, you know, um, you know, retail, um, you know, um, outlet where, you know, if I walk into a Zara, I see other Zara shoppers and, you know, subconsciously or unconsciously, I, you know, I, I feel okay. You know, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person who likes Zara. You know, this chap, this lady, you know, this this person, they all like Zara and they're all shopping here. And that just gives me a sense of, okay, I'm I'm part of something bigger than than myself. And it's it's fascinating. Okay, so obviously when you get people to um to generate content, you know, um users to generate content, um one big issue, what you know, one really big issue is um, for, for me is, um, is 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 down to the just the quality, you know, how brand appropriate, you know, their their content mm-hmm. is. Um, how do you get them to like 
there's some so there's a brand you know as, as we're working with they have their colors you know every, so, so every brand has their you know their color palettes and, and all how do you give them instructions that okay look um we on our, our social media likes we like our social media to look it you know this way aesthetically um how do you guide them because with a creator you give them guidelines and they just do it or or else you know um yep. uh, you know they sign a contract and do it so Driving more brand appropriate content is really the trick. So what we say with most e-commerce brands, they sort of do the drive-by activations through an Instagram ad or a Facebook ad. They get the person to the e-commerce store, they make a transaction and they're done. Once you start or they find a piece of user-generated content on social media and they use that in their marketing materials and they're done. And we call that drive-by activations because you're not really doing anything with your customers. If you want to create that snowball effect of creating more brand-appropriate content, you really have to have a one-on-one exchange with that customer. And so there's ways of getting them into your fold, which I've mentioned before. There's lots of different kinds of activations. But once you can get them into a CRM tool, then you can really manage them on a much deeper level. So you can communicate with them, whether it's through emails or other ways, where they feel the love from the brand. And so they're, you're talking to them because they're talking to you through content already, whether you like it or not. So if you can talk to them and educate them on the types of content that you're looking for, you can really elevate the level. I'll give you a quick example. So at GoPro, you know, we were a camera company. So lots of content's coming off the cameras, but we don't like blurry images. We didn't like fighting content. We wanted you to shoot out in the daylight instead of inside and in dark areas. It just makes the content look better, which helps sell our product. Same thing with one of our customers, Circle K. Circle K is um, a convenience store, but people were mostly taking pictures like next to the bathroom or in a dirty area of the store. And it was really representing the brand in a, in a terrible way. We wanted to up the level of that content. So we started telling him, take a picture of your car with the Circle K logo in the background, or take a picture of a Polar Pop outside in the daylight. So it's a much more vibrant, beautiful imagery that we want to share with our customers. And once we did that, they started taking more and more content like that. And it really created a snowball effect. So instead of the drive-by experience that most brands do, we created a snowball effect of better and better user-generated content. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, they'll extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial.
Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a, makes a ton of sense. Um, you, you guide them really and and with, with, the, with the power of communication tools, you know, with the CRM, you can actually guide them um, so what does it look like? Do you have like um, preset templates um, with um, with with on, with Entribe to that um, you know um, the pretty much playbooks towards generating UGC, or do you just provide the technology for uh, marketing teams to kind of you know um, just adapt and you know put their own adaptations to towards you know um, generating their UGC? Do you have playbooks, essentially, recipes? We have all of the above, but we also take it one step further. So yes, we have vertical-specific templates of brand-appropriate activation guides of how different brands are doing it in that specific vertical. So when I say mm -hmm. vertical, there's e-commerce brands, universities, lots of different types of e-commerce brands as well. And so we have playbooks for each of those, but we also have a customer success team, which works with every single one of our brands, at least on a monthly basis, if not more frequently, to really educate them and guide exactly what kinds of activations they should be doing because at the end of the day every brand's a little bit different we actually have multiple alcohol brands and you would think all alcohol brands are the same absolutely not when um, we're educating them on how to activate their community they have very different kinds of communities and so we work with them to really figure out what is the best way of activating and they know their brand better than we do but we know how to activate communities better than they do and so because that's what we do every day and so when we work together and just have a very simple conversations, it usually takes 10 minutes a week. If that, um, we can help them drive much better user generated content and really work with their community on another level. Interesting. I, I really like that. I really like that. Um, in, in regards to, to UGC, um, what about reviews? Where, where does it come to play? Um, what, where's the destination of UGC? Um, obviously, reviews but when you're scrolling a lot of people are influenced by reviews um mm -hmm. you know on-site reviews and off-site reviews they a lot of people will go on youtube to look for you know um just reviews on you know on, on, on product reviews on youtube and they'll check on on your site they're doing research a lot of customers are doing their research so um from your perspective should the UGC content generated end up on their social media with your hashtag where you own a hashtag um, or should it go into you know reviews you know like a product review um, how how are your best in class um, you know customers or clients you know utilizing UGC you know um, content that, that their customers are generating on their behalf that's uh, a great question because you're absolutely right reviews are the best ways of selling products period because it's authentic it's coming from 
another customer. And so people want to be referred from another customer, not just an influencer that might look or talk like them, but they want to actually see a real customer's review and hopefully a customer that they can identify with. So what we say is user-generated content is just another version of a review. It's another form of it. So reviews, photos, videos, you know, they say a photo is worth a thousand words, a video is worth a thousand photos. It's the same thing in our opinion. So you should use user-generated content all the places that you just mentioned, through social media, through um, hopefully in review um, accounts, hopefully asking the customers to actually include their photos and videos, their user-generated content in their reviews. But you want to help curate that because you know, we call it the social media wild because it is. You have no control over your brand imagery or messaging on social media. But if you start using a CRM tool to work with your community, you can really start managing that and curating that process, which is how we actually built the GoPro brand and made it so desirable. So we're helping other brands do that as well. But you can also use user-generated content in other places. Some of our customers use user-generated content on billboards, in TV commercials. You can use it anywhere you use content today. You just It's a different source, source of authenticity. And what's great is if you give that user credit and you acknowledge that it is user-generated content coming from an authentic customer rather than a paid ad, people it resonates with the other customers much better. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. And then um, from a social standpoint, um, uh, a brand owning a a hashtag. Um, so are you insisting that they post their UGC with the hashtag? Do they tag your brand? What is best practice? Um, it really depends on how you're trying to activate your community. But in best practices is usually blanketing all the places that you can that you're already touching people. So if you're touching people through hashtags, yes, absolutely. They should be posting to the hashtag as well as you can post to the hashtag. Um, but, you know, creating a one-on-one -on -one relationship with the customer is far more desirable. So where that content ends up can be absolutely anywhere and it should end up as many places as possible. You know, again, sorry to go back to GoPro, but we put it on Virgin America seatbacks. We had Xbox channels, PlayStation channels, YouTube channels. We had it in store on television screens. So the more that people can see that content, the better. Now, a lot of e-commerce brands are limited in their distribution of content. So yeah. we can help them get onto new platforms, show them how easy it is to really distribute that content widely. You know, put galleries on your website, put galleries on other people's websites. People love seeing more and more content and it's pretty easy to get it out there once you have quality content. What new channels can you activate for retailers? We're, you know, pretty much any channel that's out there right now. So we have, um, you know, mobile apps. Um, we have widgets that go on different websites that look differently. We can put it, but the best places to put it is close to your product pages, as well as any place that somebody might be trying to um, interact with you. So obviously through Instagram, if you have upload widgets, you can show off the best kind of content um, in your Instagram stories. There's lots of different places that you can put content. Um, the question is how quickly can you get it out there and how much of it is going to really represent your brand in the right way? Okay. Could you please streamline what's an e-commerce e um, brand, a best in class e-commerce brand um, can um, sort of acquire UGC content and then utilize it. So um, I'm Kunde, I want to purchase a, a, a phone case um, for my new iPhone, go into the website, what happens? Yep. So where you are interacting with the brand first. So you're going to the website or you're finding them through Instagram, yeah. the brand should be activating them there. So in, the Insta in your Instagram handle as the brand, you could push them 
to a upload widget. Say, hey, if you buy a product from us, please upload a photo or video of it to us here. If they purchase a product, if you purchase a product from that brand, you should be activated at the point of purchase. So while you're purchasing the product, when you receive a thank you email or even the receipt email from that brand, you should get another activation. And those activations can be as simple as, do you like our product? If so, upload a photo or video of our product here and get rewarded. And then the brand can reward that customer with a coupon code to make it further transaction, drive more e-commerce sales. They can reward them with cash, um, gift cards. There's a whole slew of different things that you can reward through our platform. And then what you're doing there is not only getting good content for your marketing department, but you're bringing that customer into your marketing department because now they have more brand loyalty and they feel a sense of ownership over that brand more than they did just purchasing the product. So they want to participate with you more and more. And we see a snowball effect. Okay. How important is the reward? Well, rewards are important because they want to feel the love from the brand, but it can be as simple as social media credit. It doesn't have to be a cash reward. It can just be calling that user out saying, hey, thank you so much for the content. And even when they're when the brand reshares that content, giving them social media credit there is very important just so they can feel the love. Yep. Yep. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um I think I think I've I've asked you as many questions as I could um, up to this point. Um, is, do, do you think there's anything I, I didn't ask you? Um, the only thing that I the only thing I want to mention is how important it is today, especially in the light of COVID. Now that user that now that every customer is um, used to not the most polished content, you know, our news broadcasters were broadcasting from their basements and that's, and that's acceptable. So brand content doesn't have to be this beautiful, glossy image. And what is quality today is not what quality was before. Also times are changing. So quality has been changing because of COVID there's influencer fatigue because now everyone knows what an influencer ad is. And they've started realizing that it's a paid ad, not unlike just hiring George Clooney to do a spot for you. And um, more and more people are in, in engaging through private closed network communication because of all the privacy concerns online. And so how do you really find your customers and give them an authentic experience with your brand? You really have to create that one-on-one connection with them. And there's tools to do that now. Yeah. 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 Um, The the two other questions I I thought through Um, TikTok. um, What what do you think about TikTok um, as a user generates UGC, um, you know, um, channel? Activation I think it's channel. fantastic. You know, they built over a billion users in eight months. It took Instagram over eight years to do that. So it's, it's incredible. unbelievable what they were able to do. And it's just showing how quickly content is changing. So content's going to keep changing. They're not the last ones and they're not done yet. But the what content looks like, how people are interacting online is changing and it's changing at a faster pace. And so, you know, brands are trying to get all over TikTok right now and trying to figure out how to exchange with their customer base. And there's ways of doing that. We're one of them. Um, But just trying to hop on the next bandwagon is short-sighted. You really have to build a sense of community with your own authentic community now. And if you really want to get ahead of it, because there's going to be new platforms that come out every other day. And Yes, you should find your creators there. You should find your customers there. You should talk to them there. But if you can bring them into your marketing fold, then you'll have them for life. Two other things, licensing, mm-hmm. right? So um, how do you sort of make sure you're legally allowed to reuse the content? And um, what about repurposing for performance markets and for paid media? 
Yep. Great questions. So um, that's actually my background. I spent 20 years clearing the rights to films and television shows, distributing um, them globally through major television networks and film studios. So that's why we have the most secure rights clearance process out of any of our competitors out there. Uh, um, I'm very, very careful about this. So, you know, there's ways of agreeing to terms and conditions at the point of upload, reminding the customers of those terms and conditions they agree to. But also you really want to ensure that that customer is the one that took the photo or video. If you're an alcohol brand or Another brand, you might want to do age verification. You also should make sure that they actually didn't scrape that photo or video off the internet and just share it with you. And it's very hard to do that, but we have we have tech in the background, a bunch of AI and other things like that that help scan the images and make sure that the person that actually took the photo is the one sharing it with you. Okay, okay. And then um, from a performance marketing standpoint, um, mm-hmm. are you getting any feedback from your existing clients on the, the just the effectiveness of UGC content as against other, you know, or in addition to other, you know, creative types in, in their marketing mix, particularly in social advertising. Yes, absolutely. So we're actually getting, uh, there's a lot of research studies out there right now. So user generated content is 11 times more effective than standard brand marketing advertising, especially on digital platforms, because younger audiences recognize what is a, what is a, brand asset, as well as 82% of customers trust user-generated content even more than influencer marketing. So there's a lot of research studies that are happening right now about this, and all of them are showing that user-generated content is really the path forward. So would you sort of, you know, I, I know you mentioned something about like, you know, you know present some UGC in a in the hotel, you know, screen in some hotel and on an airplane, you know, you, you mentioned so many other channels to activate it. But my, my I guess my question is around, the presentation of UGC when you're um, using performance marketing, would you present it raw or would you have a collection of UGC so you give an impression and look, you know, Sally, Harry, James, Jim, Mo, they're all sort of customers and then you just mishmash all their experiences in in one reel. How, how, uh, how, uh, Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's, it's important to really build a sense of community. So to your point, you know, showing off a piece of user-generated content is nice and it's great. And a shot on iPhone like Billboard actually does have an impact, but it's a one-off. If you can really show a sense of community and, and, and make it so engaging that people want to become part of that community, it goes a long way. So every Friday, we actually instituted a thing with Circle K, the convenience stores, where they show off the Friday Five and they show off the best pieces of user generating content every Friday. And now it's a competition between all their creators to try to get into that Friday five. So if you can really build a sense of community as well as a sense of competitiveness between your creators to become a part of a select group, everyone wants to be a power user. Anyone on Instagram is looking at how many followers they have. Brands can help build that for their customers. And that's really important. Incredible. Adam, this is this has been a very insightful, you know, um, conversation. I've been learned a ton. Yeah, thank you, thank you for for coming on. So, for those of you who you know want to find out more about Entribe, it's just e n t r i b e dot com, Entribe dot com. Um, Adam, are you active on any social media channels, or um, or do you do you not do social? <laughs> um, personally, my wife does more than I do, but yes, our customer company does um, a decent amount. So yes. Okay. So what, what channels LinkedIn. are you mo- most active on LinkedIn? Okay. I'm most active on LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah, I do a little well, bit of Instagram, a little bit of Twitter, TikTok, all that, but mostly LinkedIn. 
We'll link to your socials from from the show notes. It's been a pleasure Great. having you on the show, and thank you for sharing. You know, um, just this insights on, on user generated content. Thank you so much, Kinley. Really appreciate the time. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.